Welcome to the Renaissance Podcast, and thank you for joining with us to worship and learn more about God. We are so excited to have you be a part of this week's service. For more podcasts and services from past weeks, or to join us online on Sunday mornings, check out the Church at Home page at rendicator.org. Now, enjoy the message. Okay, so good morning. Had to make sure my button's on. Woo! I got yes. Okay, so uh, yes, um, I am a little emotional this morning. I don't know about you, but the name of Jesus brings me to my knees. Um, that song, <clears throat> if you've ever walked through life, which we have, um, and you're able to say the name of Jesus, there's something that shifts in your soul. You might not understand him. You might not know him. You might not recognize his voice. There are times in my life when all I could utter was Jesus. All I could say was Jesus. I couldn't even say help. I could just say Jesus and his peace and his love and his grace and his mercy just flooded over my life. It's like when you hold a new baby And they are so incredibly precious. I've had quite a few. (laughs) Quite a few. But you hold them, and you just want to speak love and grace and mercy. You just want to pour out your heart to them how much you love them. I believe that that's what the Lord wants to do with you. Not that you're little babies. Although maybe, I don't know. Jesus wants to speak over you this morning. Why? Because he loves you. He loves you so incredibly much. And I believe that there's some things, there are some things that he's going to speak to you this morning. Not because I'm amazing. I'm a mom. I'm a mom. But I love the Lord. And wherever I go, whatever I'm doing, Jesus, if you choose to use me, I'm on board. But you better show up. Because this is not a whole lot. So we're getting ready to go into a crazy season, Thanksgiving to Christmas. As you can see, I already have my Christmas mug because we're kind of, you know, skipping. We're thankful for Thanksgiving and the turkey and the food, but come on, let's face it, it's really Christmas. Okay. My tree is up. It's decorated. It will probably get decorated five more times before Christmas comes. That's okay. That's me. You do you. I'll do me. It's great. But we're, re- we're getting ready to go into this just crazy season of I have to do this and I have to do that and schedules and kids and I talked to someone this week and they said, you know, I I liked when I was home from my job during COVID because I got to be with my family. And now that everything's sort of back in the swing of things, it's not even pre-COVID schedule, it's like schedule on steroids. And I feel like I just, life is just swirling around me, kind of like this snow globe. Anybody have snow globes here? So in our house, they always fall and break, and it's just a devastating thing. And and my kids, I'm like, oh, it's okay, I'll buy another one, and then it breaks again. But this snow globe, when you go like this, the the snow swirls. And it's, some would look at that, and me and my three-year-old's like, oh, look at that. He sits on the, you know, on the little end table, and he's watching like this, and it's so cute. And other people look at that snow globe and that snowstorm, and they're like, hold up, that's a hot mess in there. Like, that's too much going on kind of like our life sometimes. 
We're in that snow globe and things are swirling around us and we don't know which way is up and which way is down and we're like, Jesus, if you can just come and calm the storm because then I need your peace right now and I don't know how to, to do this. And as I was preparing this week, I believe that there's some specific things that the Lord is gonna speak to you and it might not happen this morning. It might not be anything that I say, praise God because I'm human. But the Lord knows your thoughts. He knows your life experiences. He knows your past, your present, and your future. And he has a plan. So you might walk out of here today and be sitting in your car and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit speaks to you because the Holy Spirit is moving and speaking all the time. We are just too busy to tune in and listen. You know, there's old, um, there's old TVs, the little black and white ones, and you had to like take the little knob and you had to shift it and turn it so that the picture would come in. I vaguely remember them. Or a radio station, you've got to tune it into the right radio station. Well, I believe as you tune into the Holy Spirit to the Lord today, invite Jesus in. You might not even know Jesus, and that's okay. Jesus loves you. He died on a cross for you. He came down from heaven because he thought of you. You were on his mind. And he wanted to make a way so that you could have a relationship with the Father. So I believe the Lord is going to speak to you today. And I keep saying that because I want, it, I want you to get it. You know, repetition is great. Tell my kids all the time, clean your room, clean your room, clean your room. And I, one day they're going to get it. <laughs> I'm hoping. Sorry, kids. But let's pray this morning. Father, we invite your Holy Spirit to come. God, may your Holy Spirit speak. May we tune into your voice and um, God take our lives that at times feel like snow globes with the snow swirling and give us direction, give us peace and give us the answers, Father, that we so desperately need in this life. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you're looking for a title of my message, it's called Out of Order. Um, yesterday I went to a restaurant here in town and I went in to use the restroom because I had too much to drink, I had too much sweet tea. And as I walked in, on one of the stalls, it had something that said out of order. And oh my goodness, oh, that bathroom stunk so bad. It was awful. I had to like hold my breath as I'm washing my hands. And I'm like, okay, I think all the germs are off. Okay, now I can run out the door and take a deep breath. But there's something about when our life is full of busyness, leads to chaos, and things just sort of seem to be a little out of order. Anybody experience that? Or am I the only one? Okay, I know I have a lot of kids in my house, but come on now. Um, there's always chaos. There's never a quiet moment until everybody is in bed. But our lives can be out of order. And I believe that the Lord wants to bring some peace to your busyness, and he wants to bring some order to your lives, like only he can do. I opened with Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, bring peace to the storm that's swirling inside of us. Jesus, come now because we can't change and control everything around us. Jesus, we need you in this moment. And this week, the Lord, um, I was, example, I was trying to get my three-year-old down for a nap, and we're going through this sleep regression stage where he doesn't want to take naps anymore. And I'm not okay with that. Like, he didn't ask me, he just refuses to nap. And so, on this particular day, I was like, you gotta take a nap, dude. Like, I need an hour, I have things to do, I'm busy take a nap. And so I finally wrestled with him and he went to sleep. And just outside the bedroom window is this gorgeous tree that I have. It's breathtaking. It's red, it's orange, it's green. The leaves are just 
beautiful, I mean, they're exquisite. Like the whole backyard had this beautiful like shadow of like red, this hue to it as we stood under it. It was just exquisite. And the Lord spoke this to me. He said, Jen, in this moment, you're trying to wrestle this three-year-old to bed. And your life is a little busy and it's a little chaotic and you're a little stressed because I, anyway, that doesn't matter. I'm home with my kids all day. So I get kind of stressed sometimes. I mean, just don't come knocking on my door at like 1230, okay? Just give me a moment so I can compose myself. But the Lord was like, Jen, you're so busy. You're so busy. I just want you to rest and look at this tree outside. I've planted this tree in your yard. There are three trees that are that same tree, and this is the only one that's living. The other three, wherever they are in the yards, our, our yards are kind of formed together, connected to, other, to our neighbors, and the other two trees were dead, but ours is still living. And it is vibrant and it's gorgeous. And the Lord's like, in your busyness, I want you to look at this tree, and I want you to work out of a place of rest. What does it look like when you get a good night's sleep, and you wake up that next morning, you're like, oh, I feel like I'm, I can face today, right? Let's go, God, come on, what do, what do you got planned? I'm on board with you, right? However, if I get awakened in the middle of the night from my three-year-old, I'm not nice. Not only am I not nice, but I am exhausted the next day because he has now climbed into bed with me and he kicks and he punches and he shifts and he moves and he doesn't lay still. What does it look like when we run our lives out of a place of rest, out of a place where we've met Jesus and we're now at peace with what he's asking us to do. Sometimes it's hard stuff he asks us, guys. It's not always easy, but he's faithful in the midst. So as I was preparing this week, the Lord led me to 1 Samuel chapter 3. And Samuel is a, uh, is a prophet in the Bible, and he's an amazing, amazing prophet. He came on the scene at a time when Israel had not heard the voice of the Lord. They said the voice of the Lord was, was not present during that time, it was very rare in those days. And then all of a sudden, this kid, and he is serving under Eli the priest. Eli was a priest, and, and Samuel was, his mom had committed his life, said she had prayed for this boy. Her name's Hannah, and it's in 1 Samuel. She had prayed for this boy, and she said, God, if you give me a boy, I will give him back to you to serve you all the days of his life. And this is where we pick that story up. Samuel is serving under Eli the priest. And it says, now the boy, it's 1 Samuel chapter 3, now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli, who is the priest. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. And here's where it gets kind of really cool. I said earlier, the Lord wants to speak to you. Wake from your slumber and listen. In the footnote here, it says, the word of the Lord was rare and Samuel came with this prophetic word. God wants to speak something prophetically to you in this moment that will affect you in your future. It's not anything weird. The Lord speaks all the time. And so Samuel, he was sleeping and he heard this voice say, Samuel, Samuel. So he gets up and he runs and he thinks it's Eli the priest. And Eli's like, dude, I did not call you. Go back to bed. So Samuel goes back to bed. Maybe he woke up grouchy. I don't know. So the second time he runs and he's like, yes, you called because he heard his name, and Eli says, no, go back to bed. So the third time, he comes, and Eli, finally the priest, he finally gets it and says, oh, hey, go back to bed and say, here, Lord, your servant is listening. For you this morning, the Lord is calling you and saying, here, I'm here, and I want to speak 
to you about your life, about your busyness, about your stress, about your chaos, about your anxiety, about your fear. Those are just a few because those are the things that I experience. And God's saying, hey, I want to speak to you and I want to give you a new way to live and I want you to take those things that are out of order and kind of a little stinky in your life and you wonder why it's leading to stress and anxiety and I want you to shift some things and I want you to put them in order. Why? Because he has a plan for you. When my kids are crazy running around the house like we do, we have Nerf gun wars and crazy, it's crazy. Nobody can hear me call their name. I have to yell. Hey! And then I tell my kids, don't yell from one room to the next. Go in there and get them. You know, <laughs> great parenting skills, let me just tell you. The Lord was calling Samuel in a time when the voice of the Lord had not been spoken in a very, very long time. And he's saying, Samuel, come. I've got something for you to do. Little did Samuel know what he was going to then have to say to Eli the priest. He then had to go to the priest and say, hey, you've been bad and you're not listening to God and God's ending your time as priest because Eli was just not honoring the Lord. He was not following the ways of the Lord. He was not leading well. God in his infinite wisdom called Samuel and said, I got a plan for you. Come on, are you ready? Let's go. In the middle of the night, come on, let's go. Y'all, God has a plan for you. And he wants to speak something profound to your life today. I do hope that you're listening. I hope that you're listening. There's another example of a guy in, in the Old Testament, and it's Abraham, and I'm just going to quickly fly through that. Abraham was a, a man who was given this promise that you're going to be the father of many nations. Woohoo! And his promise was not being fulfilled in his time frame. He's like, all right, I'm going to do it my way. So he gets his uh, wife's little, little friend, and she gets pregnant. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have kids through her. And it creates chaos and turmoil that we're still living out today. It was out of order. Abraham's like, I got this, God. I got, who's ever, um, am I the only one that's ever said, I got this, God. You just go over there and I'm going to take care of all this stuff. Little do I know that I'm not equipped to do it on my own. Y'all are not equipped to do it on your own. You need Jesus. You need Jesus. And so Abraham, as the story goes on, his wife Sarah finally gets pregnant. And Isaac is born. What a shift for Abraham. He tried to do it on his own, out of order, creates chaos. The boy Ishmael is still loved, is still blessed. And then he has a boy with Sarah, his wife, and the blessing comes, the blessing that God had promised. And then it comes a point in the story, you can read it in Genesis 22, 1 through 14, where Abraham is now asked, hey, listen, that, that son of promise that I've given you, it's now time to trust me with it. And so I can imagine that Abraham was like, hey, I tried to do this out of order before, and now God's saying to take my son and go up to a mountain and sacrifice him and give him to the Lord. So I'm just going to do what God says this time. I'm not going to try to do it on my own. 
And so as they go to the mountain and travel, there ends up being this ram. And so he doesn't have to give his son, but instead there is this sacrificial ram that he's able to say, okay, here's my sacrifice to the Lord. Abraham was amazing in his switch on how he changed from not trusting God and trying to do it on his own and out of order and then switching to, huh, I'm going to trust the Lord because God has good for me and he has good for you. I love that the Lord speaks even when it's a phone call because I, I think sometimes that the Lord has to awaken us and say, hey, you are out of order. Your life is out of order. Your family, it's out of order. And you wonder why it's crazy and chaotic. Look at the world around us. It is psycho. I'm like, Jesus, wake us up. We are the church and we are supposed to be leading the way and we are not. We are not because we are out of order in our relationship with the Lord. And if we are out of order, how are we expect? How are we ever gonna expect to walk in peace? How are we ever going to be able to lead the way? I, my own personal life, man, I, I like to have control of things. Not only that, but I like to know what's going to happen, where it's going to happen, how it's going to happen, and who's going to be involved. I like every detail. <laughs> he laughs. That's not how God is. God's like, sit down, Jen, and be quiet. Sit down and listen to me. Sit down and rest and let me rearrange your life. Let me order some things for you because I love you and I know what tomorrow brings and I know that you're going to have to trust me a little deeper in the next coming weeks and years. So where are you positioned right now so that you can hear my voice? I believe that Abraham positioned himself in such a way that he was like, God, I surrender to you. Lord, I'm going to go up that mountain and I'm going to trust that this promise that you have given me, you are going to make a way for me in my life. When our lives are out of order, they're like that stinky bathroom. Oh my goodness. I could not wait to leave that potty. But when our life is in order, there is peace, there is joy. Huh? There might be things that come at, it, come at us because we live in this crazy, psychotic world. But you can walk with, mm, no, God ordered my steps and he said to go, so I'm going to go. And I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I'm going to trust him in this process because I know that he's a good God and I know that he's faithful. So I'm going to trust him in what happens. So as I kind of conclude all of this, I wanted to leave you with um, a little bit of application. And that is this. I have this thing that I've kind of, I'm working it out, okay? It's, this is a work in progress. And it's called my rule of life. And don't put it on the screen just yet, gentlemen. In my rule of life, you could kind of, you know, you think of rule in the American way, and we're like, oh my goodness, do not give me rules. Like, Kids are like, uh-uh, don't give me any rules. However, as parents, you know that you have to set standards for your kids, right? If you don't give your kids any rules, they're like my three-year-old who can be a terror at times. The boy needs naps, and he does not want naps. But I know what's best for him right now. He's three. Here, 
rules are not, it's not a bad thing. It kind of directs and guides my life. Because again, I need Jesus. So as I was sort of looking at the rule of life, rule meaning coming from the Greek word, um, trellis, some of you might be gardeners. I am working, it's a hobby of mine, and I absolutely love it. My garden is dead right now, but that's okay. It will come back to life in the spring, I hope. Um, But as I was looking up trellis and what it is, I came across um, an article about marijuana plants, which is kind of funny, because I don't know much about marijuana plants, but that is the example that came up as I was looking up trellis. That was the most popular thing, who knew? Um, So here's what a trellis, people who grow marijuana, I have your attention though, don't I? You're like, oh my gosh, what's she talking about? Here's what people were saying. Now, I do not encourage you to grow marijuana. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I am saying this. Trellis. The purpose and intention of a trellis. Again, it's something that helps things grow. It provides spacing and direction that allows plants to grow with enough space and airflow to promote fuller growth and protect against bud rot and mold. This is what a trellis does, okay? Think about a trellis in your life. Trestlings, they're roadmaps of where you want to go. They're gonna help direct, they're gonna help guide. It provides spacing so that the plant can get the nutrients that it needs. You know, we can overcrowd our lives so much with busyness and schedules, and I have to be here, I have to do that, I have to say no. No is a wonderful word, no. You can practice no. Make space so that you can grow. Without structures, the plants, marijuana plants, or any other plant, will grow straight to the sun with branches climbing together. But the interior branches, guys, the interior branches don't get the nutrition that they need because of the overcrowding or the busyness. If you busy your life, you're going to get overcrowded and you're not going to grow. You might shoot up straight just like that plant, but all underneath the things that are inside, the things that matter, your emotional health, your physical health, your family life, your marriage, your kids, your parenting, I could go on and on. All those things that are on the inside, they're going to get overcrowded. Using equally spaced gaps allows for the plant to grow and they're able to get the space they need to absorb the light and the nutrients and grow to their fullest potential. So a trellis, a rule of life, helps you grow. I've decided in my life that I'm going to have some rules of life. I'm going to have some trellises in my life that help me grow. Because I don't want to just look good on the outside, although I think for a 43-year-old mom of six kids, hey, you know, I'm just kidding, I'm totally joking. I want the inside to match the outside. I want to make sure that I have my life in order, that there are things, my ducks are in a row. Man, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, nine. Everything's in a row. So here's my rule of life. Again, because Jesus wants to be involved. I opened with Jesus. Jesus is in the middle, and Jesus wants to be involved. It's kind of like, have you ever seen a spider So they use it in counseling, they use it in education, but in the middle it's this big bubble. And then you've got these lines that kind of go all which way. So Jesus is in the middle of that bubble. 
And then what comes out of it is my marriage, my family, my social life, if I have one, my kids, my parenting, my hobbies. Jesus wants to be involved in every aspect, woven into it. Why? Because he's like, I care about your order. I care about your peace. So my rule of life, and y'all can go ahead and shoot these up one at a time, is Sabbath. Sabbath is a non-negotiable in our family. When we first started practicing a Sabbath in our family, and again, it can be any time, any day of the week. It's just, for us, it's a 24-hour period where we are saying, hey, family comes first, Jesus comes first. Like, they all kind of, you know, it's just all together. And we're going to do things that bring us joy, that bring us peace. Maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it's watching a family movie. It always starts with us for a, with a meal. We always start Sabbath with a meal. We have a big family breakfast. And if you've ever partaken of our family breakfast, I hope you enjoyed it. Some of you have. But we have food and we eat and we talk. Why? Because we are intentional about our rules of life. Sabbath is important. Rest is important. Having that time of quiet. And the Lord so gently reminded me, Jen, the tree is beautiful and you're missing the beauty of that tree because you will not just pull away and rest and be quiet. The second rule of life for me is word and the word and meditation. This thing right here is so important. It's my husband's Bible, so I don't really get to see it very much because he usually has it. But I looked at it this morning. I'm like, oh my gosh, God, this is gorgeous. Like, it's not that it's like cute on the outside, but God, this is life. Lord, let me get this in me. Let me not have enough of this, God. I need this in my life. So word meditation, meditating on the scriptures, studying them, getting them inside of you that when you, what comes out, it's not thus saith the Lord. It's, hey, God changed my life in this area and told me that I was way too busy and he wants to be my peace. Know the word of God. That's something that only you can do. A Sunday morning and a little 15 minute devotional every day is not gonna do it. We are called to be the church and that means that we're gonna have to go a little bit deeper. We're gonna have to have some rules of life set in, in stone for us so that we can grow like a trellis in the direction that God wants us to grow. Amen. And it's gonna take intentionality. My family and I, we are intentional about our rules of life. The next one, I believe, is family. I think, yay, family. Family's important to me. What does that mean? That means that my marriage, man, when Josh and I, my, that's my husband, he was the, well, he's not bald anymore. I mean, he had a beanie on that with him up here. When we find that we are not on the same page, we're gonna to go to counseling. We're gonna find a mentor. We're gonna find someone who can pour into our marriage. Why? Because that's important. If we are not on the same page, then guess what? Anything that flows out of my life, it's not gonna work because I'm out of order. It's just gonna be chaos and stressful and I'll have to pretend that everything's great in my family, except it's not. There are issues that are gonna arise in family. <laughs> Seek out Jesus. Ask him to direct your steps. Ask him to guide you. I can tell you story after story after story of my interactions with my children and I didn't know what to do and the Holy Spirit would speak to me. I'd say, Jesus, I don't know. And God shows up. And guess what he does? 
He gives me peace and patience and the very words that my children need to hear. Now, not all the time do I do that. But that is something that I am striving to say, Jesus, come, intervene. The last one, and this is one that I'm kind of working on. It's kind of ongoing. But for me, it's physical, spiritual, emotional health. It's the health of my body. If I have things that are deep-rooted inside of me that I have never allowed the Lord to uproot, things from my past, things from my present, and I have not invited the presence of God in to say, okay, God, I'm really hurt here and I need you to heal me. What do you think is going to come out of my mouth? Chaos and stress and fear and anxiety. There are things that are inside of us that if we are going to step into the fullness of the Lord and say, Jesus, be our peace, that he's going to have to unearth some things. He just is. But I can guarantee this, that it is amazing. When God says, Jen, there's an issue right here and I want you to deal with it. I'm like, oh, fine. Sometimes I get an attitude with the Lord. Um, Not all the time, just sometimes. But when he says that, I'm like, okay, God, let's go. What are we working on today? Because I know he has my best interest in mind. He has a plan for me that's far greater than, than my plan. So physical, spiritual, emotional health, the health of all of me. I'm working on the whole exercise thing. Like, there's something about going out in nature. Anyone else a nature person? Just me. Just me. woo I love, I love just taking a walk by myself and crunching on the leaves. And immediately, guess who meets me? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. He's just that good. So we started with, we started with the tree. And I want to just end with the tree. I feel like when I speak, the Lord keeps, he brings out all of these like gardening things. I'm like, okay, God, you really are, you're doing some stuff on the inside of me. Um, I started with the tree and I want to end with the tree. That tree was um, planted years ago, 20-ish probably years ago. And it was probably staked in the ground. It probably had some sort of trellis to help it grow. Um, Again, it's planted in the middle of my yard. I don't know why it is living and surviving, but the other two trees that are in the neighbor's yard, one is downhill, one is uphill, and they're both dead, gone, gone. But my tree is living. My tree is flourishing. There was some intentionality. There was a trellis. There was some rules of life that were put into that tree. And that tree is growing, and it's beautiful. In the springtime, it has these gorgeous white flowers, and you look out the window, and it just, just looks like snow is right above you. Like, it just encompasses the backyard. It's exquisite. God wants you to order your life so that you can find rest. He wants to be that trellis, just like it was for the tree, that helped it to grow and to flourish. Why does he want that for you. And I'll go back to 1 Samuel, and that's this. The word of the Lord was rare in those days, but that's about to change. The word of the Lord was rare, but that's about to change. And I really felt like the Lord was so specific with me as I was reading this, and I'm like, You can do a lot in your life on your own, but I encourage you, listen to the voice of the Lord. Oh, it's so much sweeter. 
and as a person who likes to control everything, it's so much better to release that control to the Lord and say, God, I am in all of you. You have my life, you have my heart, you have me. You have my mind, you have my family. And God, I surrender. I surrender to your plan and your purpose and it's good. Kids, it's good. God loves you more than you know and sees you and cares about you. Every detail of your life, he cares about. May you find peace today as the Lord speaks to you about you. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you, Lord. We thank you that you want to speak something prophetic to us. Lord, that you care about the details of our life. God, we love you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining with us today. We would love to pray for you and make a connection with you. So please check out the Church at Home page at rendicator.org. Here you can ask questions, request prayer, find past messages and podcasts, or support Renaissance through online giving. We can't wait to hear from you. 